0: Welcome to this episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Vitti and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves of Nam, where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded. Land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to the elders past, present, and rising. Today I'm talking to Hyoju Du Park at Madeleine de Proust. The term Madeleine de Proust refers to the powerful and evocative Proust's literary exploration of involuntary memory in his novel In Search of Lost Time, or in French, A la Recherche du Temps Perdu. This phenomenon highlights the profound connection between sensory experiences, such as taste or smell, and the retrieval of deeply buried memories, creating a nostalgic and introspective journey through time. Proust's narrator bites into the little scallop-shaped tea cake he's dipped in his tea and he's transported back to his childhood, resulting in seven volumes, it's the world's longest novel, where Proust, through a semi-autobiographical narrator, seeks to make sense of his memories. Ju wants to bring up good memories and create a sense of shared nostalgia and belonging through her delicate little cakes, so calling her shop Madeleine de Proust was the obvious choice. Ju, along with partner Rong Yao Su, are creating incredibly intricate as well as delicious desserts, but all in the form of the Madeleine, and all representing particular memories and connections. From the simplest, classic, unfilled Madeleine hot from the oven, through to the prestige line and tipsy arabica which combines the robust flavors of coffee and whiskey in and a dark chocolate ganache and from start to finish takes three days to make these little beauties will certainly transport you we actually got so caught up in the goodness of it all and other aspects of making it as a chef that we didn't even mention the four years drew was head chef at attica maybe that's for another time it was good to dwell entirely on her own creations when i went in to talk to jew i tried the souk that's SSUK, which is a mugwort madeleine filled with mugwort cream and recalls Ju's own childhood and her grandmother's rice cakes in Korea. It was soft and light with a creamy slightly earthy and absolutely delicious flavour. I can't wait to go back and try the other flavours and I'm so excited you're going to listen to this conversation. I
1: was surprised that when you asked Rungia about the interview because I feel like I'm not really popular yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the social media for the Madeleine yeah. de Pouste is going really well so I think yeah. that when you specialize in something these days I think people go crazy for it. And when there's a story behind it. It's yeah. Okay. I heard you're a French teacher. I am a French teacher. Oh, great. Yeah. So I've actually got a PhD in French. Oh <laughs> wow. From but um, so in my honours year, we studied, I studied Proust yeah. and so I just I love, this, I love the Proust story about um, biting into a tea cake mm-hmm. and being transported tea, to another time. So yeah. when I saw that Instagram post, I'm like, yeah. oh, here's someone that <gasps> understands, here's people that understand the Madeleine, yeah. Thank you,
1: because yeah, actually I didn't know your name until our... company come up with the name, and they say uh, Madeleine first is like uh, nostalgic, the word uh, referred to the nostalgic, that uh, you have like good memories, so I think we can do, through the dessert, bring up the good memory, yeah, that was the first time that I heard about it, and I feel like, this is
0: our story, yeah, so, so then, because it feels like it's already a concept, like, were you, so were you not going to make Madeleine in particular, you were going to make some kind of cake?
1: Oh no, we do the Malay, but huh. everything, we uh, all the dessert, we change into the form of Malay. I see. Yeah, so for example, like corn, I love corn. Personally, I love corn. And then I feel like corn tastes in here, Australia, is sweeter than my country. Because mm. in my country, you need to cook the corn to eat. But in here, like, I think different varieties, so it's more sweeter, more like, I'll say refreshing corn itself. So yeah, I like that. I like... Uh, like Corn, so okay, why don't we make a corn dessert? But what about we make it like it looks like just like a corn? So we try, so we make that into a madeleine
0: form. Wow, yeah. so that's it's quite fascinating because the, <laughs> the madeleine itself can be I mean, it's a particular form, it's like a shell, yeah, it's like form.
1: shell
0: shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can have the right tins and things.
1: Yeah, we uh, we ordered a tin from Japan, they make it on order, so like Kind of like custom, we custom the Madeline, and then get it from Japan, and it's like all the they do one by one by hand work. When we order, they start to make it, so it's okay. like it takes like a few months to make it. Wow. So we are waiting them all for a while as well, and then yeah, because they are like really specialized, and then they their line is very obvious. It's yeah. very sexy line if you see it. So we feel like okay, this is we need this to make our mallet more special. Yeah. Every single like detail is what we want and what we need about when we want to specialize in one product. That's what we think. That's what we think. And then yeah, even the flour itself, we get it, we import it from Japan. There's a specific type of flour. which is very fine, low low in protein, so it's more suitable for the cake. Mm. So we use, we tested. Thousands of recipes to make that happen. If feel like, because normally malle is a is a, sometimes like if you don't eat it straight in, straight away, it's a bit dense because yeah. it's high in butter and high in sugar as well. But if you like, why don't we make a light, airy, tea, like, airy so people can eat as many as they want? <laughs> that was like one of these. yeah. yeah.
0: They're a big thing in France, so it's interesting to hear you're getting the mould and the, the, the flour bread. from Japan yeah. because um, obviously it originated in France and, mm. and school kids eat them after school and you can actually buy them like the the, a big bag from the supermarket yeah. and they're somehow just as good from the supermarket.
1: But I think mean yeah, it's good actually. Yeah, well Maybe I've
0: got fond memories because I love everything about France maybe they're not that good but they're certainly not the same as yours yours are very light and eerie. Yeah
1: it's very light. I I have one of like very close French friends who I met in here and then we used to work at Arka together. and she always talked about that when she finished school when she got home her mom made either crepe or madeleine so just just from the oven the madeleine is like the best it's like a very like uh, how should I say Uh, she, she described it like very Kind memory, very, yeah, memory. So, very nostalgic. Yeah, she didn't expect that mudlin can be dispensed the item.
0: No, well, that's right. So you do the classic Madeleine, Yes. Uh, and then how many different
1: Oh, okay. We have varieties. like every weekend we have like fresh baked mudlin. So every 30 minutes, one tray comes out. So it's like it'll be in here, which is like very $4. Just half freshly baked Madeleine is like $4. And then we have like 12 different range from $6 to $14. It's like all depends on the how much work in it. Yeah. So like the $6 classic line, like Yuzu, brown butter and like chocolate. And so we also supply it to the Marqueline as well. But it's like it's just like simple. Very simple, but it's like very airy and then good and strong in flavor. Mm. Like Yuzu, brown butter and let out honey and then like chocolate itself. So it doesn't feel like it doesn't, uh, there's no feeling, but it's like just itself it's like a simple and good enough you know, mm-hmm. already. And then the second line is, uh, we have feeling like for example, soup, like sesame, and then like pandan, and then there's like a golden nugget, which is all the flavor linked to our nostalgic memory. So pandan is from the Katna, like Khom he, he grew up with like eating pandan and kaya, so it's like very. His memory and then soup. Mm-hmm. My grandma always make a rice cake with it, so it's oh. very special to me. And then like black sesame. I love black sesame cheesecake, so I used to make a lot when I was in London. So why do I make that flavor into the hot And then like golden nugget is like the... Australia used to have a golden nugget. So like they found the gold and then the gold piece is big enough to call it nugget so They call it golden nugget So we want to bring their memory into here as well So we name it as a golden nugget And then there's a, a pistachio And coffee, espresso And then like corn So it's like that three line is more like a crusade line Like more a lot of handwork For example like coffee We make the coffee Put the coffee syrup and then we pour inside and fill with the coffee and espresso ganache And then we mix that with the cream so we make it look like just like a espresso bean. And then we dip in a chocolate to balance up the flavor. And then we dust the cocoa powder and then we float it to look like a just coffee bean. Oh I
0: see, that's a lot.
1: It's like the prestige line has a lot of work behind it, so we can't produce too much, but we still want to show the people that is what you are able to get it from
0: here. Mm. And yeah. so, how long would it take from start to finish to make the coffee one? i
1: would say like all the pristine uh, line takes like up to three days stage.
0: Because, oh, Like okay. for
1: example, like cream, you need to frozen to carve it. So we can't do it in the morning. Like everything, it won't work if you do like that. So first day we bake and then put the syrup and then uh, core inside fill the ganache. And then second day we make the cream and then we. Um, at the top make it looks like a, a shape and then the, and then carving as well and then the third day we dip it in a uh, glaze and then cocoa powder the, so third day is like in the morning dust. so you take a dip it in the uh, coffee then dust it The blow up so ready to go to the customer it's amazing. It's a lot of
0: work. Yeah. A lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And then the customer just gobbles it down <laughs> really quickly. Yeah. No, so we need to sit and savour. Because this is what they say about French people that they eat with their senses. Yeah. So that's exactly it, isn't it? We need to first of all look at it and really think that's amazing. Like pick it up, kind of feel the texture, smell it, then taste it, and take our time with something because that's a work of art.
1: I love the people who know how to appreciate the food and work that behind the, the work time Of course is.
0: But I'm sure people are taking lots of photos yeah. so, <laughs> so
1: that helps a lot Actually they really enjoy it All the prestige line they say Actually okay, we have like a display yes. And every time when they pass it Especially the cone yeah. They try to poke it whether they want to see the real one or not
0: Oh and it is real?
1: No it's like piping I'm one by oh, okay <laughs> Yeah
0: Oh, oh, so they think it's real corn. Oh,
1: and
0: you're saying, okay. That's amazing, though. So each of those little kernels of corn are just. I type one by one every day. Wow, wow. What's the most popular one so far? Oh, I would say corn is
1: sold out every single day. Actually, everything is sold out. But corn sold out most fast because we can't produce too much because it takes so long time. And then the Earl Grey Dulce is really, I think there's a uh, nostalgic flavor of Australia. It's like Earl Grey and like, they like the white chocolate, so it's like caramelized white chocolate on outside. So they really love it. When they have it, they must come back and then, you know, they, they definitely come back and they're having it. <laughs> that too are really popular. And obviously, like, using raw water is steady sell. And they use making, mm-hmm.
0: so if someone wanted like a bouche, like a cake or something out of would you do that? That's just a sculptural decoration. We
1: did it before when yeah. we do the takeaway. We mm. had, at the time we were able to do that. We had time yeah. we did only takeaway one times a week. But now we operate like the kitchen outside every day ish, apart from Monday. But Monday I do the housework or the like office work at home. So I don't think I would have time. But in the future when we are more settled down, teams are more stronger. I think we have a room to do that.
0: Yeah. So how bigs your team? Oh, at the
1: moment, kitchen is like four people, including myself. But sometimes Rongyao come and help when it's uh, about to closing time. Yeah, so it's like five people.
0: So you're the owner and chef?
1: Yes, yeah. I'm the owner and chef. And then Rongyao, my partner, is the owner and he does everything.
0: Oh. He does the accounting,
1: he's in, the, in charge of the front of her, And then he'll help him with the
0: kitchen. Yeah, amazing. It's a small business, so we do everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And where were you before here?
1: Oh, we did take away uh, from the... We rent a kitchen. The co-working kitchen in the uh, food spray and the cooling room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We make it there and then we sell it once a week.
0: Yeah. And where did it all start for you? You, have you? How long have you been a... Have you always been a pastry chef? Or you... Yeah, I...
1: Oh, both of us studied the culinary arts management. So we studied in London. We were a chef, both of, both of us were a chef and then he did the more uh, hot kitchen and then when he moved to since he moved to the Australia, he's more into the pastry. Oh. And then I uh, was the pastry chef all the time. Yeah. But yeah. so we love both of them. like uh, Pakete pastry and the mint
0: masa. Yeah. Where did you say you studied, sorry?
1: Uh, I studied in London. Oh, in London?
0: Yeah. Wow. Gosh. So wait, so where are you from originally? i
1: uh, from Korea. Korea. Yeah, it's from Malaysia. Okay.
0: And did you meet in London?
1: Yeah, we were a uh, uh, classmate.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's a good story. <laughs> um, amazing. So what made you, why London, of all places to go?
1: Uh, for me, it was like very. I'll say, I wanted I wanted to go to the place. Use the English because I only were able to uh, speak English and Korea, and then I, I wanted to go to the French, but I couldn't speak French. That's why I chose London because London is like a big city, yeah. and then there's always things happening. But actually, I quite like that I was at London instead of the French because. Although I was in London, but I met so many French uh, pastry chefs and then my chef was the half French, half English. So his, he told me the, everything What he taught me was like a French style yeah, <laughs> in yeah. English.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and so then did you work in London as well? Yeah,
1: I studied and then work as well. We did, I did an internship and then the internship went really well and then I keep working until I like graduate and then after graduate. At the time we didn't really have like after student visa so I had to come
0: back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, why Australia? So I was thinking uh, we
1: were looking for the third country who we can speak English and then who we can stay together and then where has a food in gastronomy industry. The, Mama was the place that we thought about it, so I came first and then he came one year later. Oh, amazing, gosh.
0: And what do you like? What is it about pastry or about desserts that you like?
1: I really like, personally, um, one of the best things that I feel as a pastry chef is, I love eating sweet. I love, I'm a big sweet tooth and then whenever I work, I have a like reward <laughs> which is yummy dessert which was my biggest motivation in my life. And then now the amount that I eat pay is less than before because I feel like if I want to work more I need to be more fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I'm more into like uh, chef's life and then I'm happy that when people say, Oh I love your desire and then it makes me happy. I that's the I feel I feel like, this is my key motivation these say because whenever people come, they say, Oh, I tried this and then, it is amazing, and I love this. And that makes that, like all the hard work pays in when I see that smile, and then I like that uh, I can make other people happy. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's great. And so, you mentioned you know being fit, and I think that's a really big thing for chefs, you're on your feet all day. What time do you start here because it's a daytime business, but you probably Start and finish before and after your opening hours, do
1: you? Yeah, we so the kitchen start normally like eight, eight thirty each, and then finish is depending on when our work finish. Because staff finish, staff work only eight-hour
0: shift.
1: Yes, but as a owner, because uh, we everything what we do is we try to do the legally. We don't want any other uh, illegal thing, and then we want like welfare of the staff. So we let them work eight hours obviously break in the end. and then they go home and then we did the rest of them so like yesterday
0: we finished like eight o- nine o'clock wow at least you're together that's something so you're not missing out on each other but how do you what do you do for that well-being aspect for yourself you know
1: well self so i
0: suppose it's a new business so
1: yeah it's a bit hard to <laughs> look after myself at yeah. the moment i'm busy looking after this business yeah. to let it run and then pay the stuff well yeah. that is my uh, key thing at the moment because i never done it before i really want to make it well and then we want to do the good things and then do it well yeah. so our uh, focus at the moment is how can we pay the stuff well how can we uh, make a good uh, environment for them to work better. We invest on the if they want it, and then we try to make it a uh, happy place to work. Like, for example, yesterday was one of our staff's uh, birthdays, so we ordered uh, sanities from the new open shop. They're having it all together, and they have the cake together, and then do the single song, something like that kind of like making a good environment to yeah. people feel like not just... People make
0: other people happy. I want they feel happy as well. That mm. makes us sustainable. That's what I feel. Yeah. yeah. Great. And so you've had some amazing experiences. It's quite, it's quite cinematic. It's a bit like a film. Mm. I feel like you know you've moved from Korea to London, met your partner, yeah. you've come to Australia, you're making these beautiful cakes. And making everyone happy. What what would your advice be to a young person who wants to be a chef?
1: Oh, actually, I have a really interesting story because before I go to London for studying, because I meant to be a, I went to go to the university English literature, but uh, that was I like it, but my parents wanted it as well. And then I actually okay previously I wanted to go to the culinary school, but my parents. Uh, my parents are Asian, so they have a bit more... Uh, they prefer that I have a, a more stable job than chef because they know how hard it will be. It's like if you work in Asia, if you work with your body, we call it like blue color, blue color job, which is harder, but they prefer me to have like white color job. But I kind of agree with it at the time Like I know if I become a chef, it won't be easy. So I was like, just study. Okay, I follow your, uh, I follow your opinion, and then I study. And then my first uh, part-time job was after I finished the Korean SAT. Then it was in the kitchen, and I fall in love with it. I feel like, oh my god. Whenever I was in the kitchen, I feel alive, and then I love the tension. And like, okay, I think this is what I need to do for my life. Otherwise, I'll be uh, regret because I'm a bit, at listen my parents as well, but I'm a bit stubborn kid as well, if I yeah. think it's correct. So uh, I said, I want to be a chef. Then obviously, they say no. Then I said, okay, um, I want to prove that this is not just just one time. My uh, excitement. I want to prove it. I'll do it one year. Then if I prove it, I want uh, send me to the abroad. I'm gonna study. And then I did one year, and then they uh, allow me to go to the abroad. Yeah. So that was my uh, biggest persuasion to my parents. Yes. Yeah, so I say to the young people if they have something they want to do. I really want them to follow that. But they need to prove themselves. It's not just like things that I want to do. It. No, it doesn't work like that. Because kids need parents support. So parents need to agree with it as well. <laughs> and then I feel like sometimes you need to persuade yourself as well. It's just like not a instant feeling. You need to know whether I'm able to do that. I feel like doing well is good, but Whether I'm better than other people, that is also important as well. So, as a face wish, to want to be a face wisher, at first I worried a lot whether I have a talent or not. Because when I went to UK, I met so many chefs and they start really young age, like 14, 16. And I went at 21, and when I meet them already, they are really good, they are higher level than me. They are so fast, they have no uh, so many knowledge about it. And then I thought myself, am I able to beat them <laughs> if I'm in competition? And then I feel like, probably not at the moment, but in a few years, if I keep going in like this, and if I keep pushing myself that learn more about it, I'm not, uh, how should I say, not lower than that? I wouldn't say lower. I'm, I can be as good as like
0: them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I keep doing that I feel like the more you do, the more you can go
0: higher. Yes. It's, it's what Yeah. So you've got to really want it. You've got to prove to yourself and to your parents or whoever mm-hmm. and then you have to believe in yourself yeah. that you can achieve it. it. Yeah. Great answer. <laughs> thank you, Drew. so lovely to meet you. No, thank and this you is so beautiful. Much hope it continues to go as well as it's been going these last four weeks (laughs) thanks so much for listening to this episode of conversation with a chef with Jew park at madeleine de proust if you liked what you heard you can check out all the goodness and those beautiful cakes on instagram at madeleine underscore de proust that's m-a-d-e-l-e-i-n-e underscore d-e-p-r-o-u-s-t and if you'd like to hear more stories from other chefs, I'm on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. You can read the chat and become a subscriber at www.conversationwithachef.com. I'd love it if you told my if, to tell my friends if you like, but they've already heard all about it. They can tell your friends about my chats. And of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. <laughs> Once again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and bon appétit.